0: Hi, this is Reg Harvick, and today I'm here with my friend and colleague, Skip Robinson, who is a major contributor at SHARE and a, and a really experienced mainframe. Well, rather than telling you all about myself, Skip, welcome. Tell us, how did you end up at the mainframe and SHARE?
1: Well, the, I ended up where I'm at uh, through kind of a, a winding road, and uh, that, that windingness really goes back a long way. When I was in elementary school, I wanted to be an engineer, that was that was my goal. Uh, so age, I don't know, nine, ten, something like that. Uh, part of the problem was I had absolutely no idea what an engineer did. Mm-hmm. I remember walking home from school one day and sitting down to watch uh, an, uh, an, ele- an electric lineman up on the top of a pole doing something, thinking that if I watched him, I would get some sort of clue as to what my future life might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, was, I was way off base, but so it didn't matter. Uh, went to, uh, went, went, got, got through elementary school, uh, first try, you know, mm-hmm. not everybody does.
0: I have um, relatives who didn't.
1: <laughs> went through uh, junior high school, and I always had a proclivity for, for math, um, mm. which in those days was, you know, a lot simpler, but still. Uh, then went into high school and a similar kind of thing and I still had this goal of being an engineer Uh, still didn't spend any time knowing what that was but that was just kind of uh, it was kind of a thing that was out there sort of lighting Mm -hmm. the way so then I find then I went you know went off and got to college and in fact um, I was a little getting a little wary about uh, science and engineering at that point, for reasons that really have nothing to do with those subjects proper, but this was uh, during the Vietnam War, mm. and it was easy to kind of interpret a lot of what I saw uh, in the news and whatnot, and, and of what scientists did was mm. uh, things that that blew up and burned and whatnot. So I, w- I was a little wary. I mean, let's, let's put it that way. I, mm-hmm. It wasn't like I, I was on a crusade, but uh, I, I chose when I, I had a choice of a few colleges and I specifically chose one that uh, would had a good engineering program, but would uh, allow for other possibilities. So even at that point, mm-hmm. I was a little, bit, a little bit unsure. Meanwhile, this was at a time in the early 60s when uh, computers were really obscure. Okay, we just they, they were around someplace, but I never came in contact, never, never rubbed shoulders with a computer at all. Got into college, and I was pursuing, um, you know, a sort of pre engineering course. I had a roommate who who was an engineer also, but he was a little more uh, single minded than I guess than I was. And he was taking computer courses, and I remember him coming back way late at night from the computer lab, having solved some problem that I was, that I told him, well, that's so trivial, why are you bothering to use mm. a machine for this? I don't know, a square root of a number, something like mm. that. Well, he told me it's not the answer that's important, it's the process. I go, okay, fine, fine. Well, sure enough, it, as it turns out, uh, after after the first year or two, I really did move away from engineering, and uh, fact ended up graduating with a degree in English. Oh, uh, didn't didn't deliberately pick something as far as possible, but I had some facility in in uh, in, in in language, so that's kind of what I picked. Hmm. So time goes on, and we're still uh, we're still in the Vietnam era where. Um, I, I don't know. Did you grow up in Canada? I know you made some comment about moving.
0: Well, you're to, assuming I grew up, but yeah, uh, I, I oh, came to well, Canada uh, one year old.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, all right, okay, gotcha.
0: So yeah, right. I, I, my 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 uh, formative years were in the uh, late '60s, early '70s in Canada.
1: Okay, uh, so during that period of time, uh, the draft was uh, a burning uh, fireball on on the uh, on the horizon. And as, as, a, as a, a, a young guy of draftable age, mm. you have complete freedom of choice as to what you might want to do. You couldn't just wake up one morning and say, hey, I think I'll do such and such. You had to take some account of whether your local draft board would uh, likely go along with that choice. Mm. And uh, I mean, that's just that was that was life the way it was until the draft finally ended in the 70s. So um, that's still I was I was chugging along. And uh, one day uh, when I was working in the cafeteria uh, as as, as a as a hasher, as we called it, uh, my girlfriend came in and said, hey, let's join the Peace Corps. Hmm. It was it was just like that right out of the clear blue sky. And of course, I knew that there were Peace Corps recruiters on campus. I mean, it was it was a well-known fact, but I had never actually pictured myself doing that. But she was really enthusiastic. Oh yeah, let's do this. Let's 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 go someplace. So I uh, went through the process of uh, of filling out the application and doing the uh, uh, doing. Well, there was groundwork, okay, and it was more than just. Something that I would do. Uh, I was observed. I found out later on by some civil service guy whose job it was to just take a look at at people who were thinking of joining the Peace Corps. So anyway, I pursued it and uh, got a an, an offer, got a, an invitation to join. And uh, meanwhile, the girlfriend went off to graduate school, and so and I went off to the Peace Corps.
0: Also, oh, she and, didn't join you after all that
1: she did not she did not oh. she, uh, she was so enthusiastic about it, but she ended up deciding she wanted <laughs> a PhD. And uh, so that's what she did. And I ended up going to West Africa, oh. the Peace Corps. And uh, so that was the first of a number of huge decisions in my life, that just kind of fell out of the sky. I, I really look at it as completely unmotivated. I didn't do any research. I didn't sit down and think about consequences. She said, "Let's do it," and I said, "Okay, fine." And I ended up there. So, uh, and that was that was the first of, of a number. So I went off to the Peace Corps, and at this point, I had a, a degree in uh, English, mm-hmm. and a teaching degree in math and science. But I was uh, I was in Nigeria. That's where that's where okay. I was sent. Um, so I, I did that, I came back, uh, finally, well, I extended for a year. Oh, this, meanwhile, there was a civil war going on in Nigeria. Oh, it, was wow. a, it was a troublesome time to be uh, in West Africa. Uh, I was not personally affected by it, but it, uh, it, it, other than having my, my post reassigned to a different country, mm-hmm. went to Liberia. And oh. I extended an extra year, so a total of three years. And, uh, and then I came back and uh, decided that I was going to go to UCLA graduate school and study English as a second language, teaching it, mm-hmm. and linguistics. Cool. And so that's what I did. And when I came back, I, after a fairly short time, I met the young lady who was to become my wife. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, Okay, then I finished graduate school, finished my degrees. She had hers as well. And uh, at that point, I wasn't exactly sure what to do, but an opportunity came up to, to be a, a university lecturer in Nigeria in the field of oh. linguistics. And so we talked it over and we both went. Wow. And I went, I went as, the, as the university guy and she got a job teaching at a girl's secondary school. So, so we spent two years there, um, had a baby toward the end. Wow. And about that time we decided, eh, probably wanna come back. Uh, the grandparents were anxious to see the kid hmm. and um, the future didn't necessarily look all that, all that solid. So, so we came back after a couple of years. Uh, so she became a teacher, actually was already a teacher at uh, in Los Angeles Unified. And I was the one that stayed home with the kid the first year because I, I was conveniently unemployed. Huh. And uh, so I decided to apply for local jobs uh, uh, high school or uh, junior high, I preferred. Uh, sorry, junior college, mm. <laughs> I preferred. And um, I, I wasn't having too much luck with that. So meanwhile, during that period, she was home, uh, you know, kind of under the weather watching daytime TV. And at that time in those years uh airwaves were saturated with ads for computers trade schools oh. so she was watching she was watching this uh one particular set and went and took the um the aptitude test because she wasn't too thrilled with the way her teaching was going she was in teaching junior high school which is really hard anyway and uh so she took the aptitude test and she encouraged me to take the aptitude test so i did <laughs> i took the aptitude test meanwhile she began to feel better about teaching and went back to a regular school and i went into computer school yeah. so this this is the second of the great falling from the sky uh not expecting a thing to happen and uh, several months later i had a certificate in uh, in computers, whatever that meant at those in those days. Now, this was the days the 360, 370 uh, was was the thing that was that was what you found.
0: So this would be and, in the early
1: 70s. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. I, actually, no. At this point, it was already the late 70s. Oh, okay.
0: Um,
1: yeah. And um, so I mean, I'm I'm sure there were other more sophisticated computers around, but at least what I would see as a student. Uh, in, in computer trade school. That's what I saw. I saw 360, 70. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I went ahead and, and, you know, and took my certificate, and uh, decided that I would uh, get a job. And that turned out to be really easy. I had a university degree, which was a big help, just in terms of applying for a job. It, it didn't necessarily make me more hireable, but um, it it showed the, that I was literate, okay, and that, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. <clears throat> so I got a job uh, pretty pretty early on as an application programmer trainee at uh, TRW Credit Data, which, as the name today doesn't doesn't exist anymore, but that company eventually became Experian. It was it was in doing computerized credit reporting, which was a pretty a pretty new thing in those days. And, uh, and that's, that was the first job I took. So um, uh, meanwhile, we had a second kid. Okay, that was, that was a cool thing. And then I was uh, slogging away at my, at my trainee, computer trainee job. And after a while, I began to get kind of itchy feet a little bit. And whereas I couldn't find a job teaching, it was not at all difficult to find a job in computers. And so, and so I did that. And eventually after a couple of job changes, I wasn't f- flitting from one to another, but I did make a few changes. I ended up at a bank, a bank which uh, has no longer exists, but at that time was 100 years old. Hmm. And, uh, and I ended up there. But I, meanwhile, I had moved into systems programming uh, from, mm. from my original application job.
0: Now, what languages did you write your applications in? Was it COBOL or assembler? Uh, It
1: it was COBOL and assembler. But I I was really lucky. I had I had a heavy assembler application that I supported, Mm -hmm. and um, I did some COBOL. I mean that there was a a, a bit of that, but it really was mainly application assembler programming. So that that was a great start for for a person who was interested in getting into systems. Um, I actually chose Ed Jaffe. That's where he. Yes, that is where I met Ed Jaffe at at Security Pacific Bank, and he was on the application side, but he was not your run-of-the-mill application guy. (laughs) He was as you can imagine, he was an application guy who was constantly busy writing tools to use for himself and for his colleagues. Mm. And um, so, for example, and this, I mean, this kind of stands out uh, as. As, uh, as, as how Ed worked, he called me up one day and said, you know, there's a problem with ISPF. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't aware of it. We had put some maintenance on recently. He said, if you sort a table that has no elements in it, you get an OC4. <laughs> oh. And uh, okay, fine, all right. Uh, so at, in those days, we didn't have the tools to check with IBM and, and do research in their database. But we did have tapes that came from them that we would load up and I was able to look in there. And sure enough, I found an APAR for exactly that problem. Uh-huh. And there was a single PTF for it and I put it on and he tested it out. And he says, hey, thanks. That's fine. Cool. So. So that's the kind of application guy he was, and and plus he also, as I say, he had applications that he had written that he that that were used by his colleagues, and uh, when it came time for Ed Jaffe to move on, that kind of left his his uh, his colleagues kind of high and dry, and I couldn't really do much for him because um, these were you know tools that he had written, but 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 that shows he was he was functioning a lot like a systems person uh, for his. Uh, you know his colleagues. Mm. I I'm pretty sure from what I remember that Ed wanted to be a systems guy at that time, mm. and had made some some moves in the direction of the of the systems programming department, but he didn't get any positive response. And I don't know exactly when the moment was, but I think he pretty much said, um, "If you guys won't won't take me on doing this, I'll go somewhere else." And so he left Security mm. Pacific Bank.
0: But meanwhile, you stuck around for a while because you already were a systems programmer.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, I did stick <clears throat> around. Yeah, I was there for a total of 10 years from 83 to 93, basically. OK. So through that acquisition by by Bank of America and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I stayed. Uh, but, but Ed went off to do other things. Now, that was a just to shop. And so I, I know how how thoroughly saturated he is with just three. He didn't get that at Security Pacific. Mm -hmm. Um, I assumed that it was from Phoenix. If he went directly to Phoenix, I'm a little fuzzy on on where he went, but yeah. And so he became a real devotee of of just three. Uh, Meanwhile, I stayed at Security Pacific for a while and eventually moved off uh, after we were taken over by Bank of America. There were no Southern California opportunities uh, for systems programming it was it was pretty much uh, do just routine installs coming out of San Francisco or move on and so I did the move on I eventually ended up at at, uh, at SCE Southern California Edison mm-hmm. which had a, a really good system it was I would say bet- between security Pacific and SCE they really had, um, first rate computer systems, but more, more than just hardware, it was the way they dealt with people. Mm. People were given a lot of autonomy. There was, you didn't get stuck in these teams of endless number of people doing things that you know you only had a uh, touch of. Uh, I, the way I like to describe it was you would get a product, would come in and if you were tasked to be the person, you opened the box, you took out the tapes, you put the, you went to the, to the tape room with the tapes, loaded everything up uh, did, did, uh, the first, first, uh, runs of it. And you, I, you, you stuck with it to the first IPL where it went into production and you took the first problem call. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's how personal it was. Nice. A lot of shops don't do that. A lot of shops, you know, compartmentalize and, okay, you do this part of it and you do that part. Um, I, I personally really believe in the, in the follow through where you, you, mm-hmm. you take it from beginning to end because, uh, mm-hmm. when things happen you know now the the downside of that is that you are the person that knows it if a problem comes up uh it's hard to find backup uh, mm-hmm. but still i mean for as far as the company is concerned i think they end up uh with the best opportunities
0: now are you still um, so with them
1: i i am i'm actually retired but there is a oh. contractor so
0: okay
1: so yeah you know, i used yes to joke yes.
0: that the I used to joke that the average mainframer's retirement plan was to come back as a high-priced contractor doing the same job, uh, but uh, I had to change that joke and I realized that they're not paying that much better, or even any better, when people come back as a Yeah, retirees. they're.
1: Let's just say they're paying well enough. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, that's good.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable, as they say. That's good. So now, now, where did share come along? Well, uh, the 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 uh, <clears throat> uh, boss that I had at the time, Steve Medak, who's still posts on IBM main occasionally. Uh, he said, hey, let's go to share. And I go, hmm, okay. And so we we packed up our suitcases and went to went to a share. And uh, he and I were both interested in doing Jes 2. So we went and visited the jazz 2 project at that time. And uh, and then this is this is yet another falling into things. Uh, he decided that uh, he was headed more toward management. He wasn't going to do share, but I went back and eventually became project manager of share for a long time. Uh, Which it was, project? It, uh, sorry. It was just two. It was, it was.
0: Oh, okay. So you've been just, Oh, 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 so you being just two and Ed's been just three, like almost from the earliest days.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, that's yes. so fun. Yes. Yes. And yeah, um, uh, they used to, they used to joke in the in the Jazz two project that I was the first project manager that was actually running a supported Jez. <laughs> it, was, it was it was kind of it was uh, you know kind of a standing joke that the project managers all ran uh, such old versions of Jazz that they were not officially supported. So part of and their- probably
0: because they had the source code, right?
1: Yes, in those days you had source code for most everything. So, uh, so and so part of their motivation for doing this was to make sure that they could keep Jez2 going in their own shop. Mm. Um, I mean, my my 2 was was still you know it was always officially supported up to the end. Mm. And meanwhile, um, I you know I ran across Ed. I forget exactly when we when we met up, but by that time he was he was doing jez three, I was doing jez two. And um, as time went on, he uh, kind of stayed in Jez2 for a while and he did the MVSE, MVS core project. And then he eventually moved on and uh, we both we both finally became uh, co-managers, we call ourselves in the MVS program itself, mm-hmm. which, is, which includes a bunch of different MVS projects, including both Jesu 2 and Jez3. And um, it still stands that way today. We're still we're still co-managers of that of that program. Uh, mm. He's still at Phoenix, where he's been for so long, and I'm still at at uh, Southern California Edison, where I've been for such a long time. So kind of a wandering uh, mm. uh, a course of events that that led us uh, from various points to. Uh, a very similar kind of, of, uh, of, of place in share. In
0: well, that's been really interesting. Now, uh, I, I'd be interested if there's any special highlights or memories that you want to share, either from share or just from your mainframe career that, that really, you know, as, as you look back on it, you say, well, this was you know, some one or two really special things that, that I think I you know, always kind of carry with me as, as either something really funny or really neat or, or really innovative that, that uh, you just kind of take to heart.
1: Um, One little, you know, anecdote I like to tell, if you call it that, uh, actually goes all the way back to when I was in programming school, the trade school. And that was, you would sit there working on a project, on an assignment, and you just couldn't get it right. Just work, 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 and it wouldn't work. And you look at it and you look at the book and everything. And then a colleague, not, not the instructor, but just another student would walk by and reach over and put his finger on the spot and the code that was wrong <laughs> okay something missing something that shouldn't have been there whatever and um it i that kind of thing has happened to one degree or another over the years and i've, I've heard other other uh computer people say the same thing that you get so absorbed into uh, trying to solve a particular problem that it takes just a, a pair of fresh eyes to come along and mm. can see the problem almost instantly, even though you're the one that's invested all the time. You're the one that has, has looked at the doc and yet they look mm. at it and say, ah, I see the problem. It's right yeah. there.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. You, you've got such a clear picture of what's supposed to be the case. that It's hard to see what is the key sometimes.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, um, I, I, I haven't written a whole lot of code, haven't written, that is, a whole lot of code, but I do write system tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started out with C-List because that's what there was. Mm-hmm. When I got into the business, C-List was, was the, the the tool that you would use, the, the high-level interpretive language. Mm-hmm. And then along came Rex. Now, Rex mm-hmm. was, a, was, a, was a foreign invader from VM, <laughs> at least that's the way it looked to me, because uh, at some point I just said to myself, this is back... Back at the bank, Security Pacific, that I needed to to learn Rex. It was just obvious that that's the way things were headed. Mm-hmm. So, I would run constantly. We had we ran VM at that time. We had VM, and they had Rex. The, the Rex mm-hmm. was their thing. So I was constantly running from the MVS area over to sorry, yeah, from MVS over to the VM uh, to to get assistance because. I would play with it for a certain length of time, and then uh, I, I needed some guidance. But at that time, there were still some differences between the MVS and the VM versions, but uh, it was it was they were close enough that mm-hmm. I could usually get answered what I needed. So at some point, I just decided, uh, and this is this is all the way back, certainly in the 80s, uh, when I said, "Okay, from now on, it's all Rex." The only mm. time I would do any C-list work is if I just needed to, to tweak an existing C-list that had, had been in place a long time, but if I was gonna write anything from scratch, it was gonna be Rex. Mm. And, um, and and my, my buddy, Tom Brennan, who uh, who's famous for having written Vista 3270, uh, kind of pushed him into Rex at some point. Uh, at first he complained a lot about the structure of it and, <laughs> Just, oh i can't stand the way it looks i i oh. oh, complain complain but now he you know he's long since uh moved into rex himself mm-hmm. but he was he wrote vista uh in c because uh, he's the only system programmer i know uh who actually knows the pc world well enough that he could write something like the the uh the emulator, the, the TM3270 emulator Vista, that he could write that in in C because he really knew C, but he was also a working system programmer, so he would put a lot of uh, programming uh, uh, well, um, okay, tools. He would put in a lot of of useful uh, uh, aids into the emulator that only a system programmer or reels, mm. certainly in a 3270 person would know. So, so you know, you're looking at a, at a PC screen and um, unless you have a background in mainframe, you wouldn't really know necessarily what to do other than, yeah, convert this to that. But he has a lot of usability, uh, let's, let's just call them that, usability uh, tweaks in the product that would only come from a a person who was a professional mainframe programmer as well. Cool. So oh. so Thomas Thomas gone off to uh, to another company. He's he's now kind of in the sales end of mm. uh, of hardware and software both. Uh, and I'm still plugging along. See, I I get into a to a, to a, a, a spot and I just kind of stay there. Mm. <laughs> And I did. I was in the Just Do Project for ten years. I've been in the MVS program for a long, long time. Uh, other people move along, and I've just never really kind of, kind of gotten into that. If I got into something else at this point, it would be because I fell into it. Because that seems yeah. to be that seems to be the pattern in my life. Uh, I'm, I make big changes by accident. Mm.
0: Well, it sounds like it's been a heck of a great journey so far. Um... It has. Any closing thoughts before we finish up in this great conversation?
1: Uh, It's, it's a profession I believe in. Uh, It, it doesn't have uh, quite the, the, uh, the, the bright uh, 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 sort of rainbow to it that it did, I guess, when I got into it, Uh, when I first got into it, people had no idea what I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, they didn't know what computers did. And when, right. when people did get computers, they were the wrong kind. So yeah. people would come to me and say, hey, can you fix my PC? <laughs> uh, sorry, I use it as a tool, but uh, it's like asking a taxi driver to fix your car just because uh, mm-hmm. he uses it. So, um, so I, I, I still think it's a great thing. Uh, I, the mainframe itself is, is a fantastic platform. That's going to be around for a long time, mm-hmm. not doing always what it used to do. For one thing, we can we can do much more with uh, the same number of hands than we used to. Yeah. So there aren't there aren't people breaking down your door to get you to change jobs, the way there were in the '70s and '80s. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, it's uh, it's going to keep baby in shoes.
0: Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much, Skip. This has been a real pleasure.
1: Sure. Yeah, I hope you can make some some use of it. Um, Whittle it down and sand (laughs) off the corners a bit.
0: Okay, well, I I, I think I'm going to keep the whole thing. So thank you very much.
1: Okay, okay. Thank you, Reg. Uh, Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll be back with another podcast next month. But in the meantime... Check out the other content on Tech Channel. You can also subscribe to their weekly newsletters, webinars, ebooks, solutions directory, and more on the subscription page. I'm Reg Harbeck.